What's up, everyone, and welcome back to our Slab Stocks Sundays episode. My name is Aaron, joined by Julian here on the Slab Stocks YouTube channel. Today, we have an exciting episode talking a lot about different cards with uh, off the field performances, or not maybe performances, that's a weird thing to say, on the field performances with off the field uh, different antics. Uh, antics. There we go. That's a better way to put it. And uh, we also have got a very special guest joining the show today who we'll introduce in the next few minutes. So he's going to join us and we'll be talking to him about a few different things I'm super excited about. He's a hobby legend in my book and I've known him for a few years now and he's a great guy overall. So I'm very excited to, to talk to him. Um, all right. Before doing that, feel free to shout out any cards that you all have selling in tonight's auction so we can pull up a couple of them and share them uh, while I'm waiting for maybe one or two of you to name some cards you have selling. I've got some cards myself. We've got some cards going tonight um, in the auction. So I just flipped the screen here. Here's the various different items. This is in our back-end portal here that are selling uh, tonight in the auction. We've got some Thurman Thomas action, a bunch of different soccer cards, uh, Vlad Jr. Auto. There's some really good deals out there, like this early Holland Hobby Master right now. It's at $57 or $56. That is a like $120 raw card. So um, there are some really, really good deals out there if you do want to go check out some of these cards honestly go to the soccer tab or go just search sgc there's a bunch of different cards of ours um that are in here that are graded by by sgc or in the soccer tab drew aller auto lava for penn state that should be a good one going into this season uh super cheap at 36 dollars right now um but then there's one card in particular i want to point out here before we uh move on with the episode and it is a Cade Klubnik card that is at 13 dollars. i think i specifically want to mention it quick because this is at $13. This is the first Bowman Chrome Blue Refractor out of 199 He is a Clemson starting quarterback. They should hopefully go undefeated or have one loss this year and make the college football playoff is ideally in my uh, in my eyes. I do have a lot of kid club cards, but uh, this is at $13, and there's like a Bowman Chrome base of Anthony Richardson SGC 9 that's at $13. So don't let a future, hopefully first overall, second overall pick, uh, Blue Refractor first Bowman sell for the same as a base card of Anthony Richardson while he's having a bunch of Panini cards released right now, too. Maybe. I mean, we'll see what happens with the rest of those. But just want to point out that one because that is just far, far too cheap. There's even some $5, $5 $3 cards there. We'll talk about those Wander Broncos later. Um, I was playing some of those anyways, but now they're just getting crushed for obvious reasons. So uh, we'll jump over to the main auction tab. But hopefully you all um, – oh, yeah, yeah. Ken's got that uh, that Jordan Love selling time. Ken, good timing on the Jordan Love. Uh, he looked really good through preseason, and I'm very excited for the season starts. I think it's a mosaic auto, you said. Um, yeah, there orange. it is. Yeah, orange scripts, 10-10. Pop one auto right there. Very nice of Jordan Love. So if you are looking to get some Jordan Love before the season starts, uh, they definitely are hot, but you never know. Love starts hot, Packers start hot, and uh, – could get crazy. Also, Packers could flop. Jordan Love could flop, and then it could not get crazy. So we'll just see. But uh, good luck to Kenwood tonight. My confidence is high. Look at the preseason. Uh, Julian, I just said a lot of words. First of all, how are, how are you doing? Doing great. Doing Got great. The, I don't know if anybody knows the – I've been shifting, like, environments the past <laughs> three weeks. So finally settled down in, in the place that I think we're going to be going forward, except for next weekend, which we're going to be somewhere else. But – Okay, I think right. Yeah, no, we're we're back on Saturday, so okay, never mind. I will be probably be. They were going to Burbank, and we'll be we'll be back by then. Um, last thing before bringing in Mikey, uh, how you feel about the race today, F one? It was it was actually very exciting, considering even though Max won like everything else, but 
it was pretty exhilarating. There, there's some races where obviously we're getting up a little early for it, or at least for me a little early, and I'm like drooping because it's like kind of boring. But this one was very, very fascinating, especially because of the conditions, because it was wet for part of it. It was like on and off, so there was a bunch of strategy that came into it. But uh, our guy Pierre Gasly, podium baby, finally man. since 2021. So it's it's been coming. So I, I was I was excited about that for sure. Finally, yeah, very very exciting. All right, it's time. It is time. We're gonna bring in Mikey. Mikey, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm great, Aaron. How are you doing, man? Good, very good. Uh, thanks for joining the show tonight. Uh, obviously, uh, very excited to have you, um, especially because we concluded the Kesem auction a couple weeks ago and just announced the uh, the final numbers for that. So for those of you that didn't see it on Instagram, it was like $306,000 over the last three years. Well, Mikey yeah. has been a big part of that, and we'll talk that about that. So awesome. Yeah, so awesome. It, it was really cool, and uh, shout out to you and everyone else that, that's helped out. But uh, we'll get into that later. First, Mikey, I just want to let you introduce yourself and uh, what you do in the hobby and and uh, who your main PC is. Let's just start there. Yeah, yeah. Well, hello, everyone. I'm Mikey B. Uh, I'm a breaker in the hobby, but I also am a buyer, trader, seller. I just love all things cards. Um, I've been back in the hobby. Let's see. I started when I was a, a young kid. Uh, my first job when I was 14 years old was working in a hobby shop in rural Iowa. It was like the greatest time of my life. I absolutely loved it and got back into the hobby in 2017. Became a breaker in 2018. Just kind of grown the business since then. Um, but I just love, I love all things cards. It's just, it's an incredible hobby. There's a lot of great people that do a lot of great things. Um, and it's just really, really fun. And coming from someone who's worked corporate side of things and all that stuff, had a, had a big boy job or whatever, this is way more fun. So much more happy here. Yeah. I was going to say always something new every day, always something exciting and always great people to connect with too, which is, I think the best part, you know, absolutely. Is- be able to connect in the community. Um, awesome. Thanks for sharing. What hobby? So was there, is the hobby shop still around? You used to work at or no, I take it. No, I don't think it's there anymore. I think there is a shop still in Iowa city. It's been a long time since I've been back there. Um, but uh, we had, I think back in the day when I was, that was a long time ago, by the way. Um, I think we had two, we had two shops, uh, maybe a smaller one downtown on the campus. Um, we would have a card show every month. Uh, my brother and I would set up there. Um, but our hobby shop was awesome. I, I mean, picture this. I'm 14 years old. We have our shop. We have cards. We have comics. We have baseball hats. We have an indoor half-court basketball court. We have a big screen TV. Now, I'm going to age myself here. This was a 40-inch TV that was about six foot deep. That's how like old school we're going with the Sega Genesis hooked up to it. And that's what I did for work, like in the summer. It was like unbelievable. I was like, literally, there is no better job than this. So I got to talk cards all day, shoot hoops with my buddies. I mean, literally, it was just, it was amazing. Yeah, no, I, I would have, I would have no money left at the end of that. So, oh, I, I told them they could pay me, but it's just, it's all going right back to the store. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's awesome. I know that this wasn't really the plan, but I'm curious. Like, what, what did you do at the shop as a 14 year old to help? Like, what was your job role? Well, I mean. It, it's very similar to like what you see kids at, at shows. I was, I was very knowledgeable. Uh, I don't, I don't want to use the word like a uh, hustle or whatever, but I was really good at negotiating. Even back then I was uh, outgoing so I could talk to people very easily. Um, and I just loved kind of talking all things about sports and cards. And um, I could sit there. It didn't matter who it was or what they were buying. Um, I would help them find, you know, PC players. I would give recommendations on packs or wax to open. 
Um, I'd recommend comics book, book books. I was like really into that when I was younger too. So just anything I could do to help out the store. And then, you know, we'd organize, I'd price things out as needed. Um, and, you know, there were some things that they didn't want me to do just because of my age and so forth. But really, we had a cool owner and he was very, very open with like just letting me, hey, do whatever you need to do to make the shop successful. That's super awesome. No, that's yeah, super, fun. super it's cool. Good so, times. Uh, thanks for sharing. I'm going to jump into a card that I know you want to talk about tonight. We got a couple of cards you want to talk about because it relates to, you know, where you were growing up and working. And it's this Caitlin Clark. Yeah. Um, Bowman's best you auto. So I kind of, I think I asked you, and I don't know if you got to it yet, but you, I asked you, what's your main PC? And I don't know if this relates to it, but yeah. let's kind of tackle it all at one time here. Yeah. So I, I collect a bunch of different things. Uh, I grew up in Iowa, so I'm a huge Hawkeye fan. So I love to collect like rare, I don't even want to say high end, but just like rare Iowa stuff. So um, of athletes of prominence. So I won't buy an Iowa card just because they went to Iowa you know, I look at players like in football, like George Kittle and Dallas Clark and those kind of guys. Basketball, you got Keegan Murray, his brother Chris, uh, BJ Armstrong back in my day. And then Caitlin, the reason I thought this card was so interesting is just obviously she is just completely blown up um, as far as women's basketball, brought so many more people to the sport and to that side of the hobby. So her recognition not only is just a great player, but someone who transcends cards and her sport to me it's like that's so awesome and she happens to be from iowa i was like oh gosh this is this is meant this is it this is my jam i gotta get her so i've been slowly kind of collecting several caitlin cards um you guys gave me an impossible task by the way to look at the entire weekly auction site i mean i could pick like 900 cards i'm like i need more than uh, the time allotted to do it but i think when i sent this card over to you guys it was only at like 50 bucks um, I know the Caitlin market very well, um, humbly can say that, uh, you know, most of our autos been selling well over hundred, this one in particular, anywhere from like 125 to 150. So I was like, if you're uh, a women's basketball fan or an Iowa fan, great card to own. If you do card shows and you want something in your display case that might appeal to, uh, young girls, uh, and moms, because they're coming to more and more shows, having Caitlin in your display case is a great attention getter. Um, plus obviously she's just, she's a phenomenal player. So very excited to see what she does this year and how the team does. But, um, yeah, I just thought at the time when it was only 50 bucks, I was like, oh my God, this is a steal. And I think it's, as we're looking at it on screen right now at 88, it's still a pretty good deal for an auto of hers. So that's a little bit cheaper than the Chrome auto. So you want to get a Caitlin auto? Here you go. I agree. And, uh, I think you got a pretty big one yourself. Kind of like this, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know if the camera will pick that up, but uh, yeah, there's the uh, there's the super. This was my Grail card, slightly bigger, uh, slightly a little bit, a little bit. I have, I have several very nice Caitlins uh, that I've gotten over the course of the last few months. This was one that um, you know at the time the Bowman wasn't pulled as Aaron as you know it was just pulled recently. So I'm gonna mortgage the house uh, to probably try to get that one, but. I was like, you know, if that one never gets pulled or if it's out of my price range, at least I have something that's like, there's only one in the world. It's got her auto. It's a complete grail card. It's awesome. So someday I hope to pair the Bowman Super and Super Auto and the Black Shimmer one of one with them. We're slowly working on it. So, you know, fingers crossed. Hopefully it happens. But yeah, Rare Caitlin's, I'm your guy. Yeah, definitely. That's a, it's a nice one, man. And I, I really like the, the, the design of this year's Bowman Best You actually. I think the super fractor and the color always look really good. So uh congrats. On that. 
Such an awesome card. Yeah, they did a great job. I mean, uh, Thompson Finance has done a great job with that set. Um, it's fun to rip. It's a great price point. And the fact that you could hit Caitlin and Wembenyana and other big, uh, you know, future stars and current stars is good value. So it's it's hard to get like, it's hard to do that. You know, 150 bucks or a hundred bucks for a box with potential to hit like thousand dollar autos. That's, that's hard to, hard to come yeah. by. Yeah. Definitely. And then in some cases, there's like $2 autos too in that product. It can all be bangers, right? Sometimes you're the fly, sometimes you're the windshield. So yeah. Totally agree. Totally we agree. We all don't have your luck though, Aaron, ripping the, that those Bowman University products. <laughs> well, sometimes it was bad, but then I opened one box for a guy of uh, Bowman U best, and then I hit the Women Yamaha on the first box. So that was pretty Yeah, I, I mean opening for yourself. I should no, clarify. I know, I know. Yeah, <laughs> some of those didn't go too well. Um I pulled like from uh, football. I pulled the same Mississippi State running backs order like three times in two boxes. I was like, are you kidding me? Oh, believe me. I mean, we pulled from just Bowman. You, we pulled so many of like the same guy that like literally has just become a running joke with our break crew. It's like, oh, of course we're gonna pull GG Jackson's auto. <laughs> yeah, nine hundredth one we pulled. So yeah, it's all good. You know, you, you get some good ones. You get some in betweens in there as well. I gotta bring up the combo really quick. Real music says, "What's the deal, Sunday Family Eyes in the playoff on 2K?" But I'm in this thing. Let's go. <laughs> G- gives up his 2K playoff. Well, hey, I hope you win if you're still playing. Um, I bet all right, we, let's, gotta, uh, we gotta produce some good content if you're giving that up. So seriously, seriously, yeah, Mikey's got the fire here today. Uh, so, Mikey, let's uh, jump into like what you do now. You know, so you say you've been a breaker since 2018, which is obviously pre um, card boom and pandemic alone yes. you know i think that is you know i was around at this time and you would probably agree cards were getting hot already in 2019 like way more than they were before oh, yeah. um and then obviously covid just kind of accelerated but like when when you started your business in 2018 you know what was it like was it like because it's way different than now if you're starting a breaking business is it like i'm going like i'm kind of like taking a risk here or is it kind of like hey i know the exact steps what what i need to do to start this business to get the allocations you don't have to share everything obviously but like i'm just curious like how different was it then night and day night and day i mean back then um there were really there was only a handful of breakers i mean a handful of good ones um we didn't have apps like whatnot loop um I don't want to leave anyone out. Drip, Fanatics Live, all that stuff. But like, so if you wanted to be a breaker, you were on Twitch or Breakers TV. You're on YouTube, Facebook, you're, or Instagram Live, which is where I started. I started on Instagram. So um, a lot of it back then, I think, was just kind of building your 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 group, building your clientele, building your crew, um, trying to attract people to, to what you were doing because everyone breaks the same products. Most people are priced very, very close to each other. So what separates you as a breaker from everybody else? And I think the reason that we were successful is that we were entertaining. We were fun. We weren't afraid to, you know, laugh at ourselves. Um, we had good value that we offered people. We shipped really fast, you know, and, and in those days it was crazy. It wasn't that hard to get product. I literally, I walked into distribution. One of the major distributors is five minutes from my house. I walked up there, filled out an application. A week later, I was getting product. That doesn't happen right now. So it's it's a lot, lot harder to do that. So the barrier to entry to be uh, to become a, a good size breaker right now is is so much higher, so much higher. But back then, you know, I had a laptop, a $20 webcam. I used Excel, uh, and, you know, and I didn't have a website or anything like that. It was just, you know, it took me three weeks to fill one break. Sometimes I'd have to take a couple spots just to get it going. Uh, so it's just remarkable how much like, we've come along since then. But, 
you know, my advice to anyone that ever starts or wants to start that business is just like, listen, the, the two things that you need to do is, you know, start slow. You don't need to like have a website with 600 pieces of merch and, and try to break like 900 cases or whatever. Really, really focus on your audience and building that because if you build your audience, everything else comes after. So, but until you have that group, it's really, really hard to, to, to fill and to keep things entertaining and so forth, you know, so just got to work on um, getting those folks to, to come along with you. Yeah, definitely. I take it that like, you know, after all this time, you know, what is it five years now or so um, you've probably learned that, you know, you need to have that group that, that, that constantly wants to support or come back for the new products. Because like, even with us, like, you know, I break a lot and we break a lot in fanatics live. It's like, you kind of got those core group of people. And then like every so often, you know, some new people trickle in and trickle out. Um, but you really got, you know, pay respect and give good customer service along the way too. It goes a long way to keeping those people around. I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take care of your day ones and then, but you also have to be innovative to get new people to come in because you can't rely on either group. So you got to have a little bit of both. So you just got to you know, keep turning and doing what works for you. Um, and then hopefully people come along. Definitely. Um, and then, you know, you obviously been in the hobby for a long time. Were, were you ever like kind of out of it for a long oh, yeah, time? Yeah, or? yeah I, I took a like a 25 year hiatus. <laughs> so I was uh, I was there as a young kid. I got out kind of just at the tail end of the junk wax era. So, of course, I missed LeBron and Kobe and all, all that good stuff. So. Um, yeah. And then got back in right around 27, uh, 2017. So it was more of like the Dak and easy E Carson Wentz, Jared Goff era before Mahomes got there. So I, I, I did think the return was just really good timing. I mean, that nothing special about those dates or whatever. Um, but yeah, but in between, you know, there was high school and college and first job and stuff and just kind of, you know, lost interest or whatever. And then just one random day in December, I was like, God, yeah, I remember sports cards. Are those still a thing? And so I went to my local shop at the mall and I just went, I'm like, I don't know anything. I collected them when I was a kid and they sat me down and they kind of walked me through everything. Talked about like hits and now there's autographs and game piece or Jersey pieces on cards. I was like, everything has changed and it's just so much cooler now. So, and I just fell back in love with it. I love it. I love it. That's really cool. Yeah. Um. So when do you start to become a breaker? Was it like, you kind of saw other people doing it. It's like, I want to try this myself. Was it always, you know, for you, that's why I asked like how, how long were you out of the yeah. hobby for potentially? Cause like, I don't know if you always were like, Oh, it's my dream to become a breaker. Right. Kind of probably just like hit you one day. No, I had no idea that it even existed really. You know, I, I found Layton's I think in uh, that same year in 2017 did my first break uh, while I was on vacation at my parents' house down in Florida. And I was like, this is awesome. So I did breaks with a whole bunch of different people and, Got to learn a bunch of different uh, breakers uh, at a friend level and went to my first national in Cleveland and got to know all those people like in person. And then what I kind of decided to do was like, I, I love the, the ripping and the opening and the excitement of that. And I was like, but if I could do that for other people, basically, can I have someone pay me to do the most fun part of the job? Right. Uh, so <laughs> how do we get that to work? So, um, well, really what I started to do when I, when I first started was like, I noticed that certain breakers did things that I really, really liked and certain did things that I'm like, man, I wish they would. So when we first started, it was just a conglomeration of all the things that I liked from different breakers. So, and we carried on a lot of those traditions today. Like um, the, the easiest one I can think of is we always have our break schedule up on the live stream. So, you know, when your break is coming up, 
you know, what was before, what's after. You're never like, buy a spot and boy, I, I hope I get to see my break tonight because I only have a couple hours to watch or whatever. No, it's like, if it's on the website, it's going to break on the next live stream and you're going to know exactly when. So we don't have it to the point where I can say at 845, it's going to break, but we at least have a, a really good idea of when your break is coming up so that you can best use your time. I think people love that. Awesome. Good. That's a great, that's a great thing to do. Uh, Jim, what's up? Glad to have you back. I know it's been a while, but it looks like you've been having fun with the Lakers show on HBO. So good to see you back here. All right, Mikey, let's flip to the second card you pointed out. I right. brought Jordan Love earlier because of Ken Wood. Why do you got Jordan Love downtown here? That's our boy, or at least uh, a Packers. Well, player. okay. So I got to, I got to, I got to preemptively say I'm not a Packers, like, you know, big guy or whatever. I'm, I'm more of a Lions fan really being in Michigan here, but, um, I thought I wanted to get three cards that were completely different for three completely different reasons. Football, obviously, starting up next week. It's huge right now. Everyone's jonesing for quarterbacks. So when I was looking through things, I looked at, like, Trevor. I pulled up a bunch of different guys. And I was like, there's something about this Jordan Love card. And, again, when I sent you the email, I think this was at, like, 150 bucks. So it's a lot more probably close to, like, what the market would dictate. But the thing with Jordan Love is I think he's got potential upside in the fact that, you know, he doesn't have a ton of cards outside of his rookie year because he was brought in behind Rodgers, didn't you know get much playing time or whatever. So this card was appealing because it's a case hit card, which are always, you know, something that does really, really well. There's probably not a lot of big Jordan Love cards that are case hit cards. You know, he has NT and prison cards and so forth. But there's just something about the downtowns that I think people love. When when I set up at shows, kabooms, downtowns, color blasts, all those like big case hit cards always sell well. People are always asking about them. So I'm like, if you're going to take a flyer on somebody this year, this might be a card that would be worth picking up. You know, who knows? I don't know if they're going to be good or not. Like I said, I'm not a big Packer guy or whatever. But at the price it was at when I sent the email, I think this was a, a pretty good, uh, you know, take a shot at it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, being a Packer fan, I'm very excited about Jordan Love. Watched way too many years of Rodgers just doing the same old thing and then eventually just doing the same old thing really bad, which made me be like, hey, man, it's time to move on. Bye-bye. Go, go. Uh, so I'm really glad that Love's playing this year because at least we get to see what he's made of and uh, worth yeah, that first. Yeah, I mean, if he comes out and the first two weeks are amazing, this car, oh, shoots through the roof, right? And if he comes out and he's subpar and medium, then who really knows? But – uh, of all the guys that I think, uh, excluding the rookie class this year, because I didn't really see a bunch of cards um, in the auction of them that I thought were like overly interesting, I thought this one just kind of stood out. So, once again, I thought uh, at the price it was at at the time, you know, definitely worth something, uh, worth a flyer on. But if you had to go with this year's crop, I'm all aboard uh, Anthony Richardson. I think he's got huge potential. I'm a, I'm a Colts fan, so I'm heavily biased. But uh, that's a kid that, man, he could be, he could be amazing. So we'll see. Look at that. Jim's even saying, he said, don't waste money on love. Go for Anthony Richardson. So at least he's on the same yeah, page. He's a smart guy right there. Tell, tell me <laughs> this, Mikey. What happens with Jonathan Taylor this yeah, year? Yeah, I, I was going to ask. We got to hear about what you think about the Jonathan Taylor situation. Um, You know, there's there's good and bad things about having uh, an eccentric owner, Um, you know, who uh, is not afraid to talk. Um, We've lived through a lot of that. <laughs> um. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, I know the running backs feel they're undervalued and underpaid and more power to them. I'm never going to fault someone for trying to get their market value or, or, or more money, especially when it goes to support their family and so forth. But I, I don't know where it's coming from. I'm extremely disappointed because Richardson as a running quarterback and being young with Taylor and with hopefully a potentially better offensive line, way better than last year. 
Um, I thought, man, we could be dangerous in a pretty weak division, but uh, you know, Taylor's now out. And so the it falls a little bit more to the quarterback. We're just going to have to wait and see. It's, it's too bad. I think whoever gets Taylor, the, the guy's a stud. If he can stay healthy, he he's a stud, but at this point, I'm like, gosh, I hope we just don't, like, don't give them away for like a fifth rounder or something like that. And for like oh, for like a Trey Lance type trade. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I remember the days where we traded for Trent Richardson and we gave away a first rounder. And I mean, once again, we had an interesting owner. So hopefully, hopefully we can find a team that's dumb like we were. <laughs> I mean, here's the deal. I love JT. He's like my pretty much my favorite non-packer player ever. Um, watch every year of him at college and stuff. I went when he went and um, – I really want to see him and Richardson play. And I thought the culture is like a perfect situation for him too, coming out of college and get that huge year. So I'm hoping that I, I kind of hope that no one else trades for him. Cause I think that like, if he proves himself this year, maybe he gets yeah. what he deserves, you know, totally. and I'd rather, I don't know, man. And the whole running back situation is odd. Cause it's like, even if a team trades for him, like who's to say they're going to give him the contract he wants. So like, he very easily could be in the same position. Right. And it'd be helpful if he wasn't coming off, you know, bad injury and not kind of a subpar last year. So yeah. It would have been great if he would have come out this year. The load wouldn't have been on his shoulders with Richardson probably running some more. We added a good receiver with Josh Downs. So, you know, hopefully we'll be throwing more. So uh, we'll see. It's tough being a Colts fan these days. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, JT's a really smart guy. Like, he, like, was in a very hard major at school. I can't remember. It was some super, like, scientific thing. And, like, I feel like that, like, he's, like, obviously trying to make a good business move. But at the same time, it's like, buddy, you were hurt last year. Like, come back and do it again this year, and then you'll get paid. Like, Yeah. yeah. Hey, get your money, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, switching subjects here. Um, and we'll go back to that. Shout out Cam Kessem at the beginning. Um, yeah. And I want to bring it back up. You know, you've helped Cam Kessem for three straight years now through our charity events. Uh, ever since we started, you were in right away, and I want to thank you for that. And every year after, and you already said on the Instagram post this year, hey, I'm in next year again. Oh, yeah. uh, first of all, like thanks a million for that. I can't can't say enough. Secondly, uh, why do you support Cam Kessem? Why when I started that, you know, yeah. three four years ago, three years ago, were you so in right away? Just you know, share your story with people. Man, I I, I saw I think it, like an Instagram story that you did, and just kind of talked a little bit about the camp, and I was intrigued just by listening to what you were saying. So I went on their website, learned a little bit more about the organization. And for those that don't like know me at all, I suffered a, a, a pretty large bout with cancer, um, had a sarcoma in my foot, um, had major surgery multiple times, uh, radiation therapy for seven weeks, you know, rehab for nine months. Uh, just, it was grueling. Um, don't recommend cancer. Uh, it sucks. Uh, so I certainly remember how tough it was going through that, not just on me, but, you know, on the family dynamic that we have, I, I have a young daughter, um, and so forth. My wife, my parents were, came back in town to kind of help us get through everything or whatever. And so the, the, the concept of, you know, you're going through something extremely life altering as a parent and you have an outlet for the kids to go and have fun, maybe pull themselves out of that, you know, very serious environment, be able to, you know, laugh and play and do the things that like kids love to do uh, and so forth, just to kind of help them get through everything. I mean, it hit, it just hit home. I mean, the cancer and the kids thing is just like dual win. And so it, it totally resonated with me. And I'm like, listen, you know, I don't need to donate like, you know, six figures or whatever, but if I can toss a couple boxes in or a couple cards in and it can make a difference, and more importantly, if it just helped like steamrolls and other people join, 
Um, who knows what we can do? And <laughs> what you guys have done in a couple of years, it's just, it's remarkable. It's remarkable and probably not talked about enough. I know the hobby does a lot of good things for a lot of great organizations, but like the level of fundraising, the amount of kids that are able to benefit from what you guys are doing is awesome. So yes, you can just, just pen me in. You can, when you're, when you're doing your, your write up for next year, you can just already, whatever that tier is or whatever, just put Mikey in there permanently or whatever. But I'm all in, man. Any, anything that will help for both those causes, it, it just speaks to me. Well, Mikey, thank you for that. You know, we appreciate that a lot. I know the kids do too. Um, it was really cool. I got to go a couple weeks ago and see them again this year. I went last year. And the kids now, like when I came back this year, they're like, oh, is Slab coming? Does he have cards again? Because last year I brought cards to give out, right? And this year I brought them again. And, then you know, all of them were going nuts. And funny enough, I only brought Bowman U football and basketball this year because that's all we had from what we were ripping. Um, but some of them were going crazy over like the women's basketball players. Like a couple of people pulled yeah. Caitlin Clark and they're like, oh, I'm going to give this to my sister or something like that. And there you go. It, was, it was super cool. Leah Boston and whatever. All right. We um, need two donations next year. We, we have the fundraising part and then some card stuff for the kids to rip. So there, we'll, do, we'll do something dual for that. There you go. That'd be great. Yeah. I haven't brought the actually live packs. I mean, I should do that. I've just been repackaging. Ones oh, man. It's so cool to watch kids like rip stuff i mean it's just they're so excited about everything and it's just it's it's inspiring and it's so fun when they hit something cool whatever they think is cool i just love it i mean it's just yeah it's great well also mikey it's glad i'm really glad to hear you're doing well of course you know i've kind of been checking in periodically at shows with you and stuff so it's good to hear you know and i'm happy that uh you know, you found value in, in the organization because I think that a lot of people, even myself included, before I even started with Cam Kessim, it was just like, you think about some of the cancer, you don't really think about all the people affects around them, especially the kids, you know, and I couldn't even imagine being a kid kind of going through that. Um, so props to, to your kid and everything like that because that just yeah, seemed extremely difficult. Yeah, and I don't mean to be like Debbie Downer or whatever, but, um, <laughs> you know, the surgeries, the radio, everything that I went through, all that was one thing. The hardest part of that entire journey was – sitting down with my daughter when I first got diagnosed and, you know, she was much younger then. And she asked me, you know, daddy, are you going to die? And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't know. And not knowing if that's truthful or not. I'll just tell you, man, as a, as a parent, I hope nobody ever has to do that or have that conversation that, I mean, even now it makes me tear up, but that was just incredibly hard. So I, I feel for those kids. I know what they're going through. Um, I know what the parents are going through. So once again, that's just an, another thing that, um, makes this charity and makes that event so great. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much for all the help always and can't wait for next year already. Um, and we, we we talked about kids and we talked about kids kind of outside the hobby now, but now into the hobby a little bit, but inside the hobby themselves, you know, you don't run a card shop necessarily, um, but I think you have a large impact on the hobby as a whole and what you do and, and everything. Um, what are things, you know, that you, I would say, you know, try to do or, or, or find value in for kids to not only get into the hobby, but stay in the hobby. Cause I think that's the most important part, right? Like everyone can touch a card at some point in their lives, but it's who's going to touch the cards for the next 10 years, you know, 20 years. Like what, yeah. just give me some thoughts on the you know kids in the hobby. Cause I think it's coming, becoming an even bigger thing now, you know, than it was this year that the national was insane. Oh. All these card shows in the last three months, kids have been going so, crazy there. So many kids at the national, which is awesome. And it wasn't just like, I don't, you know, five, six years ago, there was only a couple kid events. Now there's like, kids training area, kids breaks, you know, there's so much stuff centered around the youth, which is great. I mean, that is the future of the hobby. They are a huge part. So I think one of the things that we like to do is, you know, we, we try to give back when we can, we try to do things for kids or whatever, but 
our break channel, one of the things that might separate us is that, um, you know, we are very, very family friendly. Um, it comes from the fact that I have a nine-year-old daughter myself. And so the things that we do as a breaker, I want to make sure that if she was watching, would she be proud? Um, and that's not for everybody. That's what's cool about breaking is that there's niches for everybody and so forth. But I'm like, if, if you're a parent and you've got a young kid, you can sit down and watch our stream. You can be entertained. You can laugh. You can see cool stuff, but you don't have to worry about like, you know, a lot of swear words coming out or bikini clad women or something like that, which once again, more power to whoever wants to do that, but that's just not us. So I think for us, it's like, you know, we want to make sure that we have an environment where like kids could watch and kids, whether they participate or not, um, it's really, really cool to, to talk to uh, some of the people in our crew and be like, hey, I watch your show every Friday with my daughter or with my son. And, you know, I get a spot every once in a while and, and it's for him or he saved up his allowance to get the spot. And I'm like, OK, well, we got to make sure we get something for him or whatever. So it's just really, really cool. Anything that you could do to kind of integrate kids into the hobby um, is fantastic. And then the other thing I, I really love to do is like when I go to card shows, which is pretty rare for me these days, but on the two or three shows that I, I set up at, so uh, shout out Ship Shawana, um, I really, really like to have like kids packs or just some inexpensive stuff I kind of tuck away anytime a young kid walks by, it's, here you go. Um, and it's it's not just, here you go, you know, take my stuff. It's more like you interact with them. Hey, you know, what sports do you like? Who are your favorite teams? Who's your favorite player? Oh, you like uh, Aaron Judge? Great, cool. Hey, you know what? I've got this card right here. Why don't, you, why don't you go ahead and have it? I think it belongs in your collection or whatever. So little things like that make a huge impact and just form so many memories uh, for these kids. So anything you can do to like make their day, one, it's great for them, but two, it feels great for you. So it's a dual win. I agree. Aaron, I'm going to cut in real quick, but you know what? Like it's so impressive. I've said this multiple times, especially at like the national, there'll be like a, like a 12 year old kid come up. And I'm like thinking when I was 12, like, obviously I didn't know that much about sports. I watched it. And like, I probably had like $20 to my name and this kid comes up and he'll pull out like a, like a four figure card. And it like, like he's super knowledgeable about everything. And I'm just like blown away by like how much they know. There, there, are, kids in this, there are kids in this hobby that are like fierce negotiators and yes. have, have collections that are crazy. And that's not all of them or whatever. Just like anything else, there's like a huge mix, but it is, it is interesting to interact with them. They'll come and like to our display case and they'll point to like a five or $6,000 card and say, Hey, can we work a deal on that? And I was like, I mean, I, I want to hook the kid up, but I'm like, how, how hard do you negotiate with a 12 year old? So it's, uh, it, it can be fun. It can be fun. But, you know, once again, it's a, just a good chance to kind of meet a whole bunch of different people in the hobby and, and, and get their different experiences in. For sure. For sure. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of kids who are go-getters to say the least. Um, all right. Last card here, Mikey. And this is how oh. we'll cap it off is, you know, tell us about this MJ beam team PSA nine ending. All right. Near, near to my heart. Uh, once again, I think it was, Oh, so 500 bucks current bid. Okay. Not bad. Uh, I think, I think it was like 300 or something when I sent it over to you. So three completely different cards, right? Caitlin Clark had, it. you know, props to Iowa, uh, female collectors, WNBA, you know, transcendent player, um, middle card, Jordan love football coming up, Jordan, Jordan inserts to me are like one of the safest buys ever because there's so much nostalgia for people my age. Like when the beam team insert came out, that was like, I can't even begin to describe to you how like awesome that card was. So actually I do own one. I have an SGC nine. So 
um, nothing too crazy or whatever. Oh, sorry. There. Yeah, let's see it again. So, there we go. Nice. SPC9 or whatever. And then I thought I'd pair it with, uh, we've got the Scoring Kings, which I think is another really, really cool insert. So when I was a kid, these were the expensive cards, right? We didn't have autos. We didn't have patch cards, whatever. We didn't have one of ones. You know, we had inserts. And so um, the nostalgia of being able to own these cards, which might have been too expensive when I was super young, was so there. And so the first thing I started to do when the breaks uh, started to take off and, you know, we started to do really well is I went out and started to buy these cards. I just couldn't ever afford as a kid. And I was like, oh, it's so awesome. I finally own a Beam Team Jordan or whatever. So there's just that, that nostalgia. And worst case scenario, if, if, you, if you buy one and you need to liquidate it, you can always call Andy at Indie Card Exchange. He's always looking for more cards to put on his Jordan card bar or whatever, but um, I just love the old inserts and stuff like that. So to me, the nostalgia of the Beam team is the first year of it. Jordan, obviously, you know, the GOAT, uh, and it's already slab, so you don't have to worry about the expense there. Even at 500, I still think it's a pretty decent price from what I've seen for this uh, this insert going forward. So cool stuff. Yeah, definitely a legendary insert, and it's blood its way into soccer this last year in the stadium club where they uh, included soccer players with the Beam Team set. I know Julian likes that set. Love I love that teams. set, too. Love them. Love them. It's just something I hope they carry on. And now that you can get autograph ones, too, oh, yeah. so cool. 100%. All right, Mikey. Well, hey, man, thank you so much for joining. Uh, where can people find you on Instagram? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter and threads and all the other good stuff. Just Mikey B Cards, and uh, yeah. Come check us out. Say hello. I'm always happy to talk about the hobby. Awesome, Mikey. Well, hey, thanks so much for joining, and uh, I'll see you soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Bye. What a legend, right, Julian? Man, that's crazy. Yeah, what, what a legend. It's always nice hearing him talk because um, he knows so much, and uh, obviously he's got some great cards, as, as you showed us, too. So. I mean, Caitlin Clark Super Fractor out on Yeah, right? Like, we're talking about, like, the the regular auto, and he pulls that out. It's very nice. I hope he gets the um, the Chrome one, too. That'd be a, a nice I know. Player. I know. I know. I, I sent it to him right away. I was like, Mikey, man, you got to go for yeah. it, bro. Mikey, please do not mortgage the house. Let's uh, <laughs> let's, let's avoid that. <laughs> Unless it's Caitlin Clark Super Fractor. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, all right. All right. All right. So there is a, a lot of stuff ending tonight, um, and we've got some things to jump into here. We got seven minutes, everyone, until the next window uh, starts. So that means that you've got to have a bid in on anything you want uh, to extend it to the next window. So as you can see here, we got an Otani Super, not us, but there's an Otani Super Fractor Auto in this in this auction. It needs a bid to move on to the next window if you do want to win it, stuff like that. So be sure to check it out. But Julian, I think we're it's time for your uh, for your segment here. Maybe we got time for like one or two cards before the next window. But what's your first card? All right, we'll start off with a bang. Go with the Wander Franco or Auto. He's already got it up. Okay, so obviously segments back. Who be buying this? You know, the fan favorite. Although I did have a a few people reach out to me and be like, "Hey, I was actually interested in the card you talked about." So like, I'm not saying don't buy like. I just talking about my personal opinion or like our personal opinion. So we'll, um, <laughs> Will says, by Wander, you'll never strike out again in the MLB. Wow. So, what is that? I mean, I can pretty confidently out of all the cards so far say, like, this is not a very good buy. Um, obviously, he's in a bunch of trouble with the allegations around him having a relationship with a minor. Um, I can't think about why you would want to buy a card like this. And I was thinking earlier while I was looking at this is like, what's the best case scenario out of this situation for Wander? And I think it's him not going to jail. Like 
considering the magnitude of everything, that's probably like best case scenario. If obviously what he did was um, was true, and the, there's obviously murmurs around the league about him never playing the MLB again. So, yeah, not a great time to sell, and definitely not a great time to buy Wanda Franco. Jordan, we already have who be buying copyright because we got a uh, proof of use over the last couple episodes. Now uh, we have Julie. t-shirts. Who be buying? <laughs> um, yeah. So this who be buying uh, brought to you by Julian is uh, a previously ninety thousand dollar card. Oh my god! I don't know if you looked that up. 90- I did not. I assumed it was something pretty crazy. Yo, ninety k on March twenty twenty two in the premiere auction. Ninety k. Yeah. You know, my, my brain is so hardwired into cards now that like, I'll see a piece of news and like the first thing I'll think about is cards. And I was like, imagine the people who have like the super wanders. Dude. I mean, that's, that's how my brain is right for years now. Um, but like, dude, it's not good. Like the, like this is, oh, let me show you this. This is, this is my card. Okay. And I bought this thing probably two months ago. It's a Ben Baller green. I brought this at Oak Creek, Wisconsin show. I graded. I actually had this already going to SGC and possibly even before. Sorry, going I had going to SGC for sure before the news. I think even the PWCC before the news. Um, it's at five dollars. I think I spent like seventy dollars on this. It's probably like a hundred dollar card like a month ago. Like Wander's market is so down that it's like down like ninety percent, which is it. That's this might be one of the biggest drops I've seen in like the recent card market history. Yeah. It's just so sad. Like these athletes that like there's news like this comes out and you have everything and just threw it away. And the worrying part, obviously I'm not like reading about this every day is I feel like I haven't seen any type of statement from Wander come out. So yeah, that does not no, reassure you. He's just like on the MLB, like uh, whatever, like, like uh, it's like the PUP list, you know, in football. I don't know what, I forgot what they call it in uh MLB, but either way, like he's, I agree with you, man. Best case scenario is 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 not great, and like no matter what happens from this, like even if he ends up somehow making it back on an MLB, you know, diamond at some point, it's like are people gonna even no. want to buy yeah. his cards? Like the no. the the best case scenario is so little to spend three thousand dollars today. It's just it's I yeah I mean. It's crazy. Yeah. Crollo made a good point. When Johnny Manziel's cards are worth more than uh, your cards, that's when you know there's a problem. <laughs> All right, I'll move on real quick to to the next one. Yeah. Um, this is also kind of a, a debate topic with everybody in the comments. Uh, we got a Trevor Lawrence Purple Power PSA 10. And you I want to have people for the Trevor Lawrence. I want to hear what people have to say because me personally, and I've said this, like especially after the national stuff, do you think PSA 10s are valued too highly in, in the hobby or like a 10 in general for, for oh, grades? 100%. I would, I would say like some of these prices are just like like versus a PSA 9 or a PSA 10. It kind of baffles me like the, the type of prices. And I was looking at like this type of card, a PSA 9 Purple Power Auto, you could buy for two grand like a couple months ago. Obviously, it's probably a little bit more, but like. I would take that any day over a PSA 10 of, of a non-auto. No, I I've said this for a while. And I think uh, a lot of people probably know that's my opinion too, is like the fact that like with a lot of these companies, there's such inconsistent grading and it can lead to this high of a value difference is crazy to me. 
Um, and yes, I know we group submit with SGC and we've worked with them for years now, but there's a fair, very good reason behind that is that they grade the most consistently of any company I've graded with. I've graded thousands of cards with PSA. I've graded thousands of cards with SGC in my lifetime. I've graded hundreds with BGS in the way past. And SGC by far grades them more consistently than any of those companies. And that's why we grade with them, work with them, because I believe in what they do. Uh, and I don't think that the value gap on these PSA graded cards is justifiable for how inconsistent it makes no sense. So, yeah, I agree with you, Julian. Not Trevor Lawrence specific, but like, yeah, like, like and, and even the card, like it's a, it's a cool card, but like the grade on this is like, I'll see if there's a card I'm super interested in and like it's PSA 10 is worth five times as much. I'm just like, I'm going to go buy PSA nine. Yeah, I've, I've definitely, you know, within the, oh, shoot, 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 need this, need, 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 need. That was close. I knew there was one card I really wanted in this auction and, oh, I really hope that bid went through. Yeah, so that was that was one of the other ones. Um, I won't. I had a couple others, but I'm not going to bring them up just for for time's sake. No, no, um, we'll, we'll we'll get to them. Just not yet. We'll get to them. Yeah, we, I do want to bring up one card that obviously I'm taking away the who be buying is be buying because I think it's insane. I haven't seen this card before because I'm obviously not into baseball. There's like this Pete Alonso polar bear card, <laughs> dude. It's so rare. This is hilarious. I saw this card and I did a double take, bro. That card is super rare. It's amazing. Aaron, we got to buy this card. I'm going to make you buy this card. Oh, shoot. I didn't realize I was still sitting on that Trevor Lawrence card. My bad, everyone. Um, <laughs> let's see all these cards that I missed out on because I was too busy uh, looking at Julian's Hoobie Buyins. Hoobie Buyins. Shout out Andrew St. Corey Cards in the house. And uh, Jim B- Jim Baker was saying I-, I buy nines as well. I agree. Uh, Lisa K. Klubnick's at $19 now. So crazy, so crazy. Nineteen dollars. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not trying to say that 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 he's the best buy in the world, but just based on the uh, the the market value, I would say that that would be a nice one if you're looking for something. Just saying. Julian, anything on? So we'll get back to your who be buying in a second here. But anything on your uh, your hit list tonight? Unless you want to wait to win it first, bro. All right, There's sorry. not. No, there's, there's, there's not. I'm so zoned into the who we buy and that I go through everything and I'm being like, that's a crazy card. How about um, this Davis Mills? That's probably like a $200 card in the past. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's unfortunate. But, um, I don't know if we're going to go back to the, the, the polar bear card. Like what's the backstory? Like it was just like an insert that they decided to do. Is there some Wait, kind of- So the backstory is that P Alonzo's nickname is the polar bear. Okay. And they then they started to they made a couple i think maybe that was the only ss they, i feel there's another oh i'm thinking of the tier one bat knob where it's got the polar bear like he's like a bat knob or a polar bear on like the bottom of his bat and they actually like sliced it off and put it in a card it's pretty cool um but yeah so that's his nickname and uh it's amazing they made a card of a polar bear it's amazing that's his rookie year too. So it, it's it's quite the card. I actually included it in our daily slab newsletter um, because also can we go back to this who be buying? Who be buying one nine five for sixteen hundred dollars more than the other nine five? This one, yeah, has 0.5 less than the subgrades, but I'm telling you, I've yeah. seen I've seen subgrades change one and a half points just someone submitting it at a different time. So yeah. Please don't fall into that trap. Yeah, especially recently, we've seen a couple like PSA fives go to like BGS nine fives, which yeah, is yeah. like wild. Yeah, there was like three different football examples I think in the recent recent times of that. 
Um, Jim Baker. I just bought an Anthony Richardson Tops U Gold PSA nine auto ten for three sixty. Oh, nice. His stuff seems pretty cheap for for uh, the Bowman Chrome University, but yeah. obviously he's gonna have some. Or actually, I don't know now. No, probably not. He 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 already has cards releasing. Who knows what's gonna happen with all the Panini stuff? But yeah. See, that's that's interesting for for sure because I want to see how that plays out with the. Obviously, I'm a huge Bowman University. I love the rip and those cards. It's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out. So specifically with Anthony Richardson, he's not under an exclusive contract from Fanatics like the other guys are. So I don't think it'll affect like Anthony Richardson's prices aren't gonna be like necessarily super high for his Bowman Chrome stuff because it's not like stroud or young where like they're under contract that they can't sign because like basically as of right now until the nfl licensing changes panini can still make cards they just can only work with players they have deals with um so we're kind of in a weird limbo state right now to where like i think a lot of people think like that nothing will be releasing but it's mostly like nothing will be releasing of players that um they don't have signed deals is basically what it comes down to but that could all change super fast here so i say it's now if you listen three days later you never know what might be happening for sure. Uh, this window is about to close. I'm just trying to make sure that there's nothing where I'm like specifically was trying to buy. I'm sure I missed out on like 10 of the things I was hoping for. Uh, it's around the Cunha patch. One of one's nasty. I don't even know what that patch is, but it's cool. <laughs> also, I'm, I'm now the giveaway guy, so we can't forget about a giveaway. True. I already started to forget about the giveaway. I need to go make sure we don't forget about the giveaway. Um. There's not much time left in this window. <clears throat> so I kind of want to win that David Smells for the giveaway. <laughs> you Blast for the best. You never know. Might take over QB one, dude. I'm oh, telling you, all it take all it takes is one start. Oh yeah. All like Mike White cards, bonkers. <laughs> Seriously, yep. Nah, super true. But obviously, Mike White's the goat, so like we—that's a rare scenario. Yeah, don't disrespect. Yeah. Enzo's at eighty bucks. The one I got going tonight. Let's go. Is it the Enzo Blue? Yeah, the blue side. I'm surprised there's so much Chelsea stuff here. Okay, tell me why. What what's going on? Why is one two two times more? I have no answer. Yeah, there's there's no explanation to that now. There's there's no 0.5 subgrade two times difference there. That makes no sense. Knickknack got a win. Spencer Spencer Torkelson first refractor auto BGS 9.5. Noise. Jim Baker says, okay, it's a hot take. Best backup QB in the NFL is Drew Locke on Seattle. And agree or disagree? Well, I know he started the last game against the Packers. I think he did okay. Um. That's backup QB. I feel like Gardner Minshew with the Colts isn't a bad one. Yeah. I mean, I'm biased. Sam Darnold. <laughs> QB2. Oh who's, Tr- who's Trey Lance? We don't know who that is. Oh, my God. I don't, don't get me started. <laughs> Let's see. What, what does Google have to say? You're going to Google who's the best? No, we're just saying, like, best backup quarterbacks. Uh... I didn't even realize Taylor Heineke's on the Falcons. Blaine Gabbert's still in the NFL. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Andy Dalton, Panthers. That might that might take the cake. I forgot about Andy Dalton. 
Andy Dalton, what a guy. Yeah, there's a bunch of guys. I mean, that backup QB position is quite a profitable one, especially if you're like content with staying there, because there's guys that make ridiculous amount of money for never seeing the football field, and I would be perfectly okay with that. <laughs> hey, you know what they say, backup QB is the best position in the NFL to make a career out of. You don't get hit all the time. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, it's nice. <laughs> Definitely. Dude, Connor Gallagher is kind of going crazy right now. It's at $72. Uh, he's been playing well. We got to give him props. He's uh I was a I was a definitely a doubter after after last season. I didn't think he'd be able to hang in uh well, I was going to say in a top team, but like I guess they're not really a top team at the moment. So uh a decent team. True. True? I wasn't listening. I just chirped Chelsea and he said true. Someone clipped that. Oh, boy. Clip that, that, clip that, clip that. That's what happens when you don't listen. Hey, to be fair, we were terrible last year, but now we're, we're we're back up. We're back up. <laughs> that's going to be the greatest clip that's come out of this. I said one word. <laughs> I wasn't listening. Got him. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> Caught in 4K. Um, I was too busy. I was too busy doing my research. Uh, Pete Alonzo. There it AKA is. AKA the polar bear. Amazing card. There's only two graded here by BGS. Let's see what this. I see the last one was, oh my, the last one was a raw for a thousand back in October of 2022. This is kind of a good deal right now. If someone wants the polar bear SSP, I mean, they don't, they don't make its way out very often. I might want the polar bear SSP. That's sick. Do you get the polar bear SSP? I'm taking that from you. Oh, you're taking I'm just, just going to run. I'm going to come into the house and just run away. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. I Oh, someone else has been on it. Maybe I'll <laughs> leave it now. Someone else threw their hat in the ring. I thought if no one else was going to go in, that maybe I'd be going in. But I don't be going in. Alonso looks extra fit there, Willis says. A little whiter, too. <laughs> oh, man. CJ Beathard? Okay, yeah, uh, Jim, you, the, the, it's going downhill real quick. Jim, I I don't know what you're – I mean, I know who that is, but is he still in the NFL? He was a backup for the 49ers for a bit. He's from yeah. Iowa. He He's is on the Jaguars. On the Jags. Threw a 74-yard touchdown the other day in preseason. Hmm. Who is even the Packers backup? Oh, uh, Sean Clifford. Oh, it's, we, we talked about this. It's the uh, – the guy who took Aaron Rodgers' locker, right? The yeah. What do you play, Penn State? Yeah, Sean Clifford from Penn State. Yeah, he's actually like not bad. Yeah, he's a dog. He had a couple like like plays in college where he got absolutely destroyed, and then he like got back up, and I was very impressed. <laughs> that is very impressed. Yeah, these. I wonder if that wander right here was the ninety grand one. I think Nick, have Nick Nick says another win twenty nineteen Panini case bronze RG Barrett RPA BGS nine, very nice. Jim Baker says my eyes don't lie, brother. I think your eyes might be lying a little bit, but uh, just just my personal take. <laughs> yeah, Nick Nick says Canada doing well at FIBA, getting re- getting rep the nation. LOL. Did you see that France got knocked out by what like Latvia or something? 
Dude, France got smoked by Canada the other day. It's crazy. They got absolutely smoked. My guy, my guy Rudy Gobert not doing anything, man. <laughs> Wemby's not playing. Who's the other one that they said? I forgot the other one. Someone else. I, I honestly haven't been following it very closely. USA beat New Zealand. There's like a bunch of like like kind of like ex- exhibition games leading up to. Oh, we got our giveaway. Davis Mills, baby. Best giveaway so far. I mean, come on now. I wouldn't doubt that that card was like $150 plus at, at one point. Let's see. Jim says USA, Spain, and Canada are the top three teams. That makes sense. I, I wouldn't doubt that Canada team looks looks nice. A little SGA action. Um, what's this insert called again? I have no idea. It's gone now. What happened? The sick insert. What happened? What happened? Where'd it go? No, for it's real. It Someone's it. jealous. They're trying to get it off of us. <laughs> no, I need to get the boy. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to find it. What the Davis Mills? Yeah, I I can go get it quick. Uh, Jordan, we leave Wednesday night. Uh, it's oh, it's called Rookie Kings. I should have known that. So it looks like that the most expensive Rookie Kings to ever sell was $165 last August. <laughs> I told you it was a, like a $150 plus card at one point. Big money, baby. <laughs> Maybe it gets back there if Bryce Young uh, flops. Just kidding, hey, he won't flop. Hey, Jordan, you didn't respond Like you didn't respond to any of our messages, man. We're, we're hopping in your private jet. Like we're, we're trying to get those tickets, man. <laughs> what? Free travel. What are you talking yeah. about? Air Jordan. Oh, I actually called him that the other day. <laughs> That's hilarious. He said he was flying somewhere to do a deal. I was like, I mean... Pretty much Eric Jordan at this point. <laughs> Oof, that's another tough one for 2021 QBs, Mac Jones. Yeah, tough one. Still, still don't understand the Bailey Zappy, but like, uh, let's see what happens. I'm trying to figure. Out. I can't find this. Wow, one. Tom, this is impressive. I know. I'm just happy I made a deal, and I'm out of my. Two my most two expensive wander cards with only thirty dollars loss overall. Wait, that, how? That I don't know how you pulled that off, but that's just that's a talent right there. Did someone not know about this recent um, discovery? Um. Also, <coughs> excuse me. How are people feeling about Zach Wilson? If you're a Jets fan, do you think Zach Wilson is uh, gonna stay and uh, replace Rodgers in two years? He's only 24. I think um, just like the Jordan Love situation, you can't not factor in being behind Aaron Rodgers. I mean, obviously, it's the preseason, but he had one play that was crazy. And um, obviously, there's not as much pressure on him either. So people are kind of rooting for him because yeah. uh, I know some of his interviews last year came off of, uh, not the best way. So hopefully he gets like a, a fresh start and – and all that with the, with this Jets team, and I'm rooting for the guy. 
Bro, he definitely got humbled when they brought Rodgers into town. Oh, yeah. He thought they were going to bring in someone where it's like, you know, how they can just kind of have this revolving carousel of like uh, kind of mediocre quarterbacks coming in out of New York. Yeah. That did not happen. Uh, well, I got my first win of the night here. That's not a giveaway. Freddie Freeman. This is a Topps Allen and Ginter Chrome Red Mini out of five for $62. Kind of excited about this. Want to grade it um, with SEC. Seemed like a pretty good deal at 62 for a MVP candidate red out of five. So that's pretty nice. Um, I'm really hoping to get this out free, like, but I think that someone be battling with me right now on it. So we'll see. What's going on with the, the Brewers? Also, like, obviously, I don't been following as closely as you. Every time I've like looked at my phone and got a notification, it's they've won a game. Dude, eight straight wins, baby. That's crazy. Yeah, hottest team of them will be right now, man. Our uh, pitching is amazing. Uh Jim, 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 Jim. You've had a lot of crazy statements over the years. <laughs> so let's not say that. Jordan Love isn't good when we're trying to talk about Blaine Gabbert and CJ Beathard being called the backup. CJ Beathard better. <laughs> um, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew's at the Packers game this weekend. Give us a, a first impression of Aaron Rodgers. Or not, excuse me, Jordan Love, basically the new Aaron Rodgers in person. Uh, is it is it is a cap? What uh, Jim be saying about Aaron Rodgers? Wait, we had another who be buying this. I'm ready for this segment right now. Who be buying? What's the next one? Who be buying next one? Okay, this one, there. Oh, it's sold though. But that's right. Just tell me what it is. It's a Tyrese Halliburton flux atmosphere. Just look, look that up. This one. Okay, this might be one of the ugliest cards I've ever seen. I'm really sorry if someone bought this. Um, Wait, the thermosphere? Yes. Okay, I can't. I can't. This card is not good looking at all. You don't like this? I don't like it at all. It looks like he's like ripping a hole in the galaxy or something. It kind of like looks that. like like you gave like the, the like color book to a little kid and they went outside the lines and like that's the final product. Um, see, like Nick Neck, I'm not I'm not trying to attack you guys, but personal opinion, that's a trash man. Got to nah. <laughs> Julian says it. It's trash. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, what even is that in the background? It kind of looks like like a like a this like I don't, I don't know like part of a dragon or something like something that like you're trying to draw a dragon and that's what came out part of a dragon poor man yeah, color blast i agree with matthew what do you say poor man poor color man. blast it, it i mean they clearly yeah. are going very they're going very uh space driven here 80 to 700 kilometers um excuse me it's the thermosphere go back to school kid <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, look at they got the they got an exosphere, mesosphere, stratosphere. Yeah, it's not not a not a big fan. I got oh, who who wrote this? Who wrote this back? This this bio on the back. The Lake Show turned into the Halliburton Hour on April thirtieth, twenty twenty one, at the Staples Center. <laughs> the Halliburton Hour is that his, is that his new nickname? Oh man, that's funny. All right. Last one that I cannot wrap my head around is a Joe Burrow 2020 Prism base PSA 10 sells for $222. You don't be liking the base PSA 10s? I don't I don't understand like I go to shows and then I'll be like, I can't think of a single person who would buy a card like this. And then there's like online auctions or like eBay auctions, and these cards consistently sell for over a hundred dollars. Like who be buying, man? I want to know what the population is. I mean, here's the deal: like, there's nothing unique about this, and 
there's a billion of them. Um, there's actually, oh my gosh, the population's way higher than I thought of this. It's 6,442. <laughs> like, imagine going, like, I can't even imagine, like, if I brought, I'd feel bad for, for myself and slab stocks as a whole if I brought this up to a table and was just like, hey, can I trade? <laughs> um, here's the thing. PSA 9 is $54. That's PSA... still way too much. No, I know, but PSA 9 is $54. PSA 10 is like $250. Yeah. I don't understand why on a modern base card there's that big of a gap for the price too. Andrew confirmed said that Jordan loves MVP. <laughs> I'm just messing. Um, yeah, honestly, he impressed me, man. I, Jim, I, I'm not sure why you're saying he's not good. I haven't seen anything in the last two years to say that he won't be good. I'm not saying he'll be like obviously MVP candidate or like a good, super, super good QB. But I don't think there's anything to say that he's, like, a bad QB, which is, I mean, I'm not sure. We'll see. I mean, Jim, I'll, I'll counter this argument where you said it doesn't make him a good QB, makes him a, a game manager. I think there's a way to be a very good game manager and be a good QB. That's essentially, like, I don't know. I think also with his mobility, there's a way to cover up some of the flaws because he can run and there's that threat, so it opens up stuff. But, yeah, I mean – I'm also on the the train of like, maybe he won't do the best, but like, I don't, I I have more hope now than I did probably two or three months ago. Let me say this: I'm not even saying that his cards are good purchases. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that from a Packer fan perspective, like I'm excited about what he brings to the table. And also, um, I think that like you look at like what Garoppolo did with the 49ers, I think it's way better than what oh, Garoppolo could be. Yeah, right. Um, like you you have that team, and it's like Jimmy G is by no means like top 20 quarterback but like he in that system in the scenario he he looked like a good qb yeah remember he's got two good he's got at least a good running back and a solid running back behind him in green bay two newly drafted tight ends the young receiver situation is a little scary with the injuries and stuff but um we'll see yeah my guy jay uh, jay always coming in with the, the the funny the great cards he says as opposed to the Joe Burrow base card you could have bought for eighty dollars too late. Ninety three five Mickey Mouse birds in the spring type two PSA two. Jay, I need to see that that collection one time. I just Jay's, need to see it. Jay's definitely got the craziest collection. Okay, Jimmy G made the Super Bowl not because of Jimmy G. Let's make this. I clear. can confirm. Let's make this clear. Julian is a 49ers fan. We 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 beat the Packers because the Packers. Special teams absolutely choked. Jimmy G did not throw for a single touchdown. Also, the other year, and I don't even remember who your quarterback was at this time. Um, did, did he make the super? Wait, so when we lost the MC Championship game, was that Jimmy Garoppolo playing against us? I think, mm-hmm. yeah, bro, you guys ran for like 400 yards. Yeah, it, it wasn't Jimmy G. No, <laughs> his defense and, and special teams are other threats, running game, and everything like that. Yeah. Um, I am a happy camper tonight. I can finally sit here and say that now because South Freelick. Bowman's best atomic, which I think these cards are sick. Um, and I don't know why it's not showing up. Uh, PSA 10, I indeed just dubbed on. Um, he's back from injury, had double today, two walks, multiple RBIs. Guy is a animal. And uh, I was just going to point out that I think that it sold for like 300 bucks in July. So I'm a fan of that. Kind of dropped he was injured for a little bit, but. Nice card right there. It's a stud. 
Yeah. Is um, Jim back with the crazy takes? I'm just going down the list. I mean, Tom, I'm not saying he's he's um Jordan loves better than him. I'm just saying in terms of like QBs in a system, like he did. Very wait, wait, well. Th- Tom is totally just joking because of Brady's Super Bowl appearances when he was back up. Yeah, that, that's a good point. <laughs> um, what what else we got? Um, Jordan, Jordan, I'm pretty sure I told you this multiple times, but that's okay. I am a Niners fan. <laughs> Uh, what else we got? Okay, we gotta stop using these. Okay, you can't argue that someone's not a good QB because of things that they don't do, and then go and argue that Jimmy G is a good QB because of his winning percentage. The the, the math ain't math in here. The math ain't math. No, like that's like taking like two different um like things and trying to work them against each other. It doesn't work. Down on the farm, that's a big call right there. It would be right there with Carroll if he'd started the year with the Brewers. Um, I would love him to be second in MVP or MVP. Um, what you might call it? Rookie of the year voting. He's had, he's been great. I mean, he's at 113 OPS plus, three home runs. Not his average isn't as high as it should be. Hopefully it gets there in the future, but he's definitely making impact plays all the time. Oof. Yeah, wait, like here you go. If we if we go to the active QBs with the highest current win percentage, Brian Hoyer's third, Colt McCoy's fourth. I don't think that's um some Blaine Gabbert is seventh. Like I don't I don't know if that's uh strictly off of that if you can say that. Here's the deal. We there's just no chance that Jim, I I <laughs> Okay. The reason why Jordan Love probably won't sniff a .643 winning percentage is because the Packers team is not as well-constructed as the 49ers team has been these past, like, four years. That's facts. Is it not, Julian? That's facts. Okay. You could stick me on the, like, 2019 Warriors bench. My win percentage would be off the chart. I wouldn't be making any shots. I I just think that, like, that's – I'm not saying that (laughs) – Jim, okay. I, you're you're entitled to your opinion, and I think that there's there's a chance that Jordan Love does not pan out. But um, okay, I, I agree with that. But we can't use Jimmy Garoppolo as an argument to being why Jordan <laughs> Love can't pan out. Um, all right. Jim, I do admire your passion. I I agree with Jordan. Stick to your you got to stick to your guns. I I respect it. Oh, Jim Jim is very very uh, um, opinionated, and I remember when he was. What's a bad analogy? <laughs> uh, Garoppolo. Uh, okay, I, we're, we're, we're moving on. <laughs> what was Peg Junk have to uh, say? Changing topic, um, Peg Junk, is it is it just me or now with the Otani injury, does that make him a lock to go to the Giants? All they do is spend money on injured players. Just my thoughts. <laughs> That's a little blow to the Giants. Um, even though I'm really intrigued to see what happens with Otani. Um the, the injury is a concern, obviously, as what makes him so unbelievably more valuable than any other players when he can pitch both, do both pitching and hitting. He's an amazing hitter. I mean, leading the league in home runs, and has got like a 300 plus average, like would probably be MVP just about without the pitching, too. Um, I don't know if a team will spend the six to 700 million on him now because um, two UCL surgeries, 30 years old. There's definitely some risk there that he's not as good of a pitcher when he comes back, and he might not even be pitching at when he comes back. So we'll see. I don't, I'm not sure what's going to happen. It'll be interesting. I just feel bad that 
this all happened right now. I heard something that said that the the Angels didn't do a single scan on his elbow the entire year until now, which maybe I'm just taking this the wrong way. And I definitely read some Twitter stuff about this, but like that seems very, very bad. Like to be a training staff that doesn't like scan your pitcher's elbow to make sure like everything's kind of progressing. Well, like what they found out like two months ago that like there was something that could have been, um, you know, pre- uh, prevented by maybe taking three weeks off of pitching. Oh yeah. And it with, could with like the, heal. Yeah. With the player of that caliber, I am taking every precaution like, yeah. possible, even if like he's a hundred percent healthy. So some of the question then goes to like, are they trying to not do it because they, you know, are trying to resign him and didn't care? I don't know. Like I just feel they weren't taking into yeah, you know, Otani's best interest in the account. Yeah. Because like, I, I don't want to speculate, but yeah. I could see a scenario where they're like, I'm, he's, we're pretty confident he's going to leave. We need to get as much out of him as we can. Yeah, exactly. In the moment, I could see that. And that's not a good good way to go about that. Yeah, and that's exactly what I think happened. Like they were they had to win all these games to try to retain him in any scenario. They like had to make the playoffs. So they kept him pushing it. I just think it's yeah, it's just it's brutal. Um Peg Jung brings up a good point. He could move to closer. Um and he could you know span his life out as a pitcher a lot by doing that. He could still be extremely dominant. Like he'd be the best closer um in the MLB. Um other than Devin Williams, just kidding. Yeah. In, um, in terms of like um, that type of injury, are there like, is it widely like understood that once you have that surgery, there's no way you get back to where you were? No, no, no. One, sur- one surgery is very common for like actually quite a bit of pitchers. Um, and they come back and he had it in 2018 and he came back and was down. Oh, it's again. It's generally the second one that I think a lot of times after the second one, not many pitchers get back to where they were previously. Like there's a very small case of pitchers and Steven Strasburg just retired now. And I think he might've had twice or was battling other injuries. John Smoltz did move to the closer role as Jordan pointed out here. Um, I think after an injury too. So it's kind of a lot of things going to play. All I know is the guy's still a stud. Hit a home run after tearing his UCL. Hit a double the next day or two days later. Like, absolutely a beast. Um, uh Uh-oh. Now he's going at you. He says that the Seahawks are going to be the darlings of the FC West. No comment. (laughs) Also, Big John with the funny comment. If he moves the closer in the Angels, he'll pitch once every two weeks. (laughs) like Josh Hader. We just swept the Padres and we didn't play Josh Hader once because we were beating them every single game going going to like this eighth and ninth inning. Giants got a big win over the Braves tonight. Goodness, the Braves are like 40 games over 500. Yeah. I was actually funny because when I was thinking of like what's right for the, the headline, I looked up like the MLB standings and isn't it like the Mariners have been on a roll dude yeah actually they you know they've been the hottest team since the the all-star break um Brewers have been the, like have the longest winning streak active winning streak right now um but yeah the Mariners are nine to one over the last 10 and they've just been dude they're they're one game ahead in that division now they were two yeah. games under 500 at one point I think recently that's wild Jim, I will come on alive and admit I was wrong if what you're saying pans out. I, I will say that. If what pans out, the Seahawks? Like if Jordan Love is absolutely oh. terrible. I mean, so will I. We'll be here on all these Sunday lives. I, I'm not... <laughs> you, can, you know where to find us. I'm Okay, here's the deal. 
there's a difference between saying he could not be good, but also saying 100% this guy will not be good. You're very, very confident in that, Jim. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm also not saying I'm 100% confident in him being amazing. Um, but we'll see. I'm, I'm very excited. Well, this is kind of cool Patrick Vera here. Yeah. I've never seen that one before. 1994 premium jokers. <laughs> Arsenal, a bunch of jokers. <laughs> Drawing to Fulham at home. Man, dude, you guys were close to being down bad this weekend, Julian. Oh, my gosh. Don't get me started. We still, like, everyone's like, oh, it's amazing. Like, we won. Like, that's not the takeaway from that game. No, dude. You, you like, guys, I swear, if Anthony uh, scores, starts another game. Uh, it was way better. Like, Martial starting up top. We just need a striker. Even if, like, it's not the best striker, we need a striker because Rashford out wide is just lethal. Yeah, he 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 definitely made a difference and, like, on the left. Bro, like. Obviously, maybe Garnacho has women playing the best, but Police Street. I'd be okay with starting Police Street. I, think I heard some. Pe- I heard some people say he's going to go out on loan. Would he be mad if he goes out on loan? Yeah, I mean he's a young guy, and he's. I there's there's clips like of him just coming in for like ten minutes, and he's just tearing it up. So I hope Ten Hog doesn't continue the the favorite train because obviously him and Anthony have history. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. There's a lot to unpack there. Very <laughs> typical start to the season for a match. Now, Jim. Jim, that's something I can't disagree <laughs> with. You finally have me on something. You finally have me on something. Load up on Caleb Williams autos. I'm a big Caleb Williams uh, guy. I've got I've got a couple uh, really nice ones, um, which I will be actively looking to sell as the season goes on. So, uh, But I agree. Caleb Williams is an absolute stud. He threw for four touchdowns yesterday um, against San Jose State, getting his uh, – Heisman defending um, season started, and uh, we'll see. It should be a really good year of college football. I'm very excited for this season. Yeah. Jordan S. Aaron Julian, who will be the hottest selling player at the Burbank show? Jordan, I want to hear what you have to say, but Aaron, what, what do you think? I don't know. Probably some quarterback. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, like, Tani, but obviously it's the trade stuff and the injury. Because, like, you got to take into effect, like, the location of the show. Um yeah, well, I don't think that that's the case anymore. It's definitely going to be football. Something I, like I think Otani, like, there will still be people buying and selling them all weekend because, like, that's what happens when you're, like, one of the best players in the sport. Um, people are always looking to, like, buy, sell, kind of upgrade or work their way up. But uh, I I just don't think like, – I, the, I the know who it's going to be. It's going to be no. Justin Herbert. You think? Yeah, for some Pro- reason. Proximity plus – Yeah. I mean – I'm I'm very intrigued. They're, it's very difficult playing a division with Mahomes. Yeah. Um, it's kind of always up against it. You know, I don't. He's they, he's got to win a playoff game this year. I really think if he doesn't win a playoff game this year, I think there's gonna be a lot of uh, a lot of money that will be possibly lost on Herbert. I mean, there's only so much, so many places that stats can take you. Also, we're under 24 items already. Oh, I gotta start this giveaway for the Davis Mills. Yeah. Um. What are the comments we got? Uh, Jordan says Herbert and Anthony Edwards. Okay, so we agree on the the Herbert. Probably Anthony Edwards with all the the U.S. stuff. Yeah, his his cards are definitely hot. Also, we need to pick a card, my guy. Um, I'm taking. Uh, I need to get better at this. I'm gonna take the Rock PSA ten. I am going to take. You better pick something faster. I'll go with this um 
Pikachu Ultra Premium Gold Medal. Cool. I, I feel like the Pokemon cards have been winners recently. <laughs> um, just I pulled out Matt's comment. He said, Julian, Elon is really showing out recently. If he'd gone on the intermediates earlier, he would have been in the conversation for podium. I'm gonna st- I'm sticking with it. He's one of probably had one of the best seasons, like considering like car and driver. Uh, super impressed with him. I think in going into Q three of qualifying, he was like third or fourth, which is like that guy's a, he's a he's a tank, and I love him as a as a person as well. I mean, he started um, the race fourth fourth day. Oh, did he? Yeah, I see. Like, there's so much I, I just don't remember. Um, but I knew he's he started pretty high. But he's just in that Williams car is, is something else. I hope he has the opportunity to to get into like a top car. It's just kind of, it's just hard because um, of the different driver pairings, and obviously I wouldn't want to go to Red Bull. So <laughs> let's see, let's see how it pans out. I mean, if he can keep producing in a car like Williams, it isn't the worst idea to just stay there instead of going. Like I wouldn't make a move to like Alfa Romeo or something. Lance Stroll goes goes and plays tennis. He goes to Aston Martin. Is that not the craziest thing ever? <laughs> I saw that and I was like, "This this dude is like on like my did, career. He's just did, like <laughs> he's just like doing the next thing." Did you hear what he said though? He said that he he still loves racing and he plans on racing, but he said yeah. that he he just doesn't think he's good enough to beat Alcaraz or Djokovic yet. Yet, he. I mean, I think feel like he's forced to say it. Imagine how down how down bad I'd be if I bought a team just so my kid could like perform and he doesn't do anything and then like leaves once again once again he is far off fernando alonso um so far off all right everyone we got two minutes uh 10 8 p.m central time i'll leave the giveaway open until live you already started throwing down your number ones my items yeah. <laughs> oh dear. yes if if y'all are new here uh the number ones are to enter the giveaway and yeah julian is uh gone once again i Jeez, think that my... i'm so bad at this you're really bad, dude. I don't like, think you're like, it's like a skill. Like I, I can choose one and it gets out like right away. Yeah, it's pretty funny. There's a lot of like older stuff that's there a bunch of Harry Potter stuff. It's kind of cool. Oh, I'm sure that uh, Jay's all over that stuff. I'm so pumped about that stuff, really. Uh, Jordan, I don't think that he – actually, maybe he was. I saw a Twitter thing about it. So maybe that's where the quote came from. Maybe it was this weekend. It must have been. He just said that his heart's still in racing and that, you know, yeah. he didn't really say like that. I wouldn't want to play professional tennis at yeah. some point. Okay. Let's be honest. If you are even in consideration of it, like you have to be good. Like he has to be really good at tennis to actually have this even be a conversation point. Yeah. Um, You never know. I mean, It'd be hilarious if he transitioned. He's just terrible. He played like high school tennis. <laughs> sure. That'd be funny. <laughs> Tom being... He's trying that the devil on my shoulder. Julian put a one in the chat. Like when he said at the bottom, you know, you want to join us. <laughs> you know, you want to join us. Oh man, here I am creating a new account so I can do it. <laughs> um, this is a really nice Wayne Gretzky auto $2,300 authentic game you stick. That's a super sick card from 1998 Upper Deck. Gold Reserve. If I was a big hockey collector, I do like hockey a lot, just not that expensive. Um, I'd be all over. That. That's a sick card. My all oh, my rock sold. Okay, I I took. Is it Patrick Vieira still going? It is. All right, giveaway is closed.
Man, I'm excited for some ripping tomorrow. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. good. I was just thinking about that. You ready yeah. for the next live? Yeah. Same club Chrome release day. The second I left after oh, ripping Merlin, I was like, I need to be back. I don't know how I've lasted this long. Bro, I pulled three match balls in two cases today. Okay, you didn't have to say that. Did you, you see the Jude? Dude, yeah. That Jude was nasty. I, I probably – I don't know when I stopped watching, but, like, what was the best hit out of everything? Um, Guler Auto out of 99 Mojo. I hit a second one. Oh, nice. Yeah. No, I For the same person, too. Really? Yeah. All right, here we go, everyone. The Davis Mills is the giveaway for the night. Good luck, everyone. Hopefully, he uh, maybe gets a start somewhere at some point. It's like winning the lottery. <laughs> 30 people on the list. Let's see. I'm going to go with Jim, honestly. I'm going with Jim. He was talking trash all night to us about the Jordan Love and the, the Niners and stuff. But uh, I'm going to go with Connie. Connie Choi, 10. All right, here we go. Peg Junk. I was, I was thinking about choosing him. <laughs> Gani ended seventh, and uh, Jim ended twenty uh, fourth. Uh, it looks like or somewhere. Oh, actually, Jim must. Uh, Jim actually had two names. Remember, Jim didn't win, so it doesn't matter. Peg Junk, winner. Connie, <laughs> I'm rooting for you. You got close. All right, Peg Junk. There you go. Congrats on your Davis Mills. Um, please make sure that you email us your uh, character key. Uh, your identity key, go to preferences, send us your identity key. Uh, and that's all we got. That's all we got. If you're going to be in Burbank, everyone will see you there this uh, this week. We are going, we'll be there Thursday evening uh, for the first time at the show. Super excited about that. That's a preview night. We'll be there Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday into the afternoon. So uh, very excited. Hope to see you all there. If you want to join us on Fanatics Live this week, we'll be live Monday through Wednesday, um, each time around in the morning into the afternoon potentially into the evening some of the days. So very excited about that. Lots of soccer and baseball. Top Storm Cosmic releases Wednesday. Stadium Club Chrome tomorrow for soccer. Julian, you pumped? Oh, man. If you guys want to see some heat pulled, I got I got some of the hot hands. I, I got over that little hump of that first day. Got got the hot hand. So He's got we, got, we got Stadium Club tomorrow. I think we have a mix of baseball and soccer on Tuesday. I think it's a mix of Merlin and possibly – yeah, Merlin just soccer on Tuesday. There's no more baseball until Wednesday uh, Cosmic Chrome. And then Cosmic Chrome. So, I mean, you know, you guys know where to hit up. You know where to hit us up. We'll be there. Come, yes. come chat. Yes, Fanatics Live. Looks, look up Slab Stocks. All the spots are actually available for all the streams this week. Super pumped to be there. Um, and also, we'll see you all there. Thanks for coming tonight. And Peg Junk, there's your Davis Mills. See you all.